You're listening to Manor Monday with Core, a podcast that uses biblical narratives to teach and inspire. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us for another episode of Man of Monday with Core. I'm your host, Jonathan Johnson, and this week's episode is entitled, There is a God. This is the second episode in our series on preparation, using the book of Daniel as our narrative. Um, All truth comes from God. Mysteries don't exist to God. He has all the answers. So this week's episode will focus on the God who is the great I am. And I'm going to kind of go into detail about what I mean by God being the great I am. When we're going through a difficult time in our life or things aren't going the way that we want them to, it's easy to forget that God made the entire universe and that all of this, everything that we go to is under his control. The book of Daniel reminds us that as Christians, everything that we do should be under the direction of the Holy Spirit or at least an accurate reflection of his character. Our lives are not our own and anything of worth, truth or goodness that we accomplish is because of God. So if you are in the process of seeking answers, being delivered or striving to accomplish something, this episode is designed to remind you that there is a God in heaven that can reveal mysteries. Um, So as I was preparing this particular episode, I thought about, you know, what people would think. So I know that telling you God is the answer may seem cliche, but this, but sometimes simple truths are, are hard for us to, to grab. So I want to explain this particular um, chapter of Daniel, Daniel chapter 2, um, by using Exodus chapter 3. In Exodus chapter 3, when Moses encounters God in a burning bush, God gives him instructions. Moses' reply to God was basically, What can I say, you know, or what should I say when I go to your people and they don't believe me? So God's response to Moses was, tell them I am who I am sent you. And so my question to to you today is, how many of us today would believe somebody if they told us they saw a burning bush and God spoke to them through it? And the reason for answering asking this this question is personal encounters with God are are many times unexplainable they seem unbelievable but there is definitely something real about the idea of God introducing himself to us often during the course of ministering I found that people want answers other than Jesus and and I mean I get it you know if somebody's going through something and, and you tell them to pray or you tell them they need to go to church, or you tell them to trust God, or you tell them that Jesus is the answer, many times that's not enough. Um, If they are comfortable with Jesus being the answer, they often want a step-by-step plan to help them believe and trust in Jesus, along with the schedule of when they can expect their blessings. And I understand that line of thinking as well, because if you tell someone to pray, or you tell somebody to trust God, and that's the solution, then they are automatically going to be looking for 
what you know what you promised or what you told him would happen which is god is going to fix it so it's almost as if if god has all the answers why won't he just tell me and if god doesn't tell us you know what we want to know when we want to know it we begin to wonder is he really is he really real so i i've come to learn that when people think like this it's because they haven't accepted God's invitation to know him. Um, you know, going back to Exodus chapter three, Moses wanted to know, how do I introduce you, God? How do I introduce the God that I just experienced in the burning bush so that people will believe me? If I just say that God sent me, you know, that won't be enough for your people, God. That won't be enough for Pharaoh. Nobody will believe me. Many people believe that there is a God out there, but there is a God, the great I am, that they have not experienced, and their doubt often cripples their witness. Most of the time, you know, people's gods, their little gods, are not big enough to handle what life presents. Um, as a Christian, I am, and I'm talking about myself, I am what God wants to use to introduce himself to people who don't know him. So Daniel is who God used to introduce himself to the Babylonians. From the stories of Daniel and Moses, we see God introducing himself to his people one way and to the world another way, while both of those groups occupy the same environment. So my reason for saying this is, God doesn't want us to withdraw from the world. He wants to use us in it. Moses was convinced of his burning bush experience. Pharaoh was not. And it took plagues and death to bring him to a place of submission. And even then, it was still just a partial submission. Um, for all that God did through Moses, even God's own people struggled to connect with the God that Moses experienced in the burning bush. In the book of Daniel, God introduced himself to Daniel, um, we saw in chapter one, through a period of fasting. In chapter one, um, that fasting and that trust in God resulted in Daniel's deliverance and his exaltation. God does this over and over again for Daniel. At the same time that God is introducing himself to Daniel through, um, Daniel's, relate, through Daniel's faithful relationship with God, God is also introducing himself to the Babylonians through the life of Daniel and his friends. As the Babylonians witness what God does through Daniel and his friends, that's their invitation to trust him as well. The only problem is a lot of times when we see God moving in that way, you know, either we don't believe that it's him or we reject what we're seeing. And so one of the reasons that I love the book of Daniel is because Daniel is in the world, but he's not of the world. And it shows. So what what are you what are you saying, um, Pastor Johnson? What you know, what is this episode about? So at the end of the day, God wants to be known. There is a God in heaven with answers, and he's constantly introducing himself to us in the midst of a fallen world. You know, for the unsaved, God troubles the unsaved, unsaved to bring them to a place of humility. When we harden our hearts, God allows the results to play out. He tries to introduce himself, which we often reject. Once we reject his solutions, our natural reaction is, try, is to try to solve the problem ourselves. 
in Daniel chapter two, when the king has a dream and he needs an answer, his first thought was to bring in all of these people. You know, he wanted someone to snap their fingers and to give him answers. When they couldn't provide answers, he wanted to have them killed. How many times have we written people off or even God off because they don't provide the answers we want to hear? We can even know that we're wrong. We can know that our solutions aren't right, but we just don't want the answer to be God. And this is and this is when we begin to harden our hearts. You know, simply Jesus as a solution couldn't possibly make sense. Right. And that's how we start to think. We have to remember that God asked Pharaoh to let his people go several times before facing the consequences of rejecting his introduction. God is always asking our permission to be in a relationship with us. So I have another question for you as I prepare to end this particular episode. As the anger and disillusionment of non-believers with hardened and cold hearts grow, how should we respond? Should we run? Should we start a culture war? Should we cling to our tribes? Should we judge? Should we condemn? The answer to all of those questions is no. There is a God who has an answer and all we have to do is stand. So remember that we're three years ready. Now go back to that last episode. Remember that we're three years ready. God has introduced himself to you time and time again. If you've been paying attention, you know what God can do. All you have to do is tell the world the great I am sent you. Your preparedness will rise to the occasion. You know, we can be in the same boat as the world in the same recession or depression, in the same pandemic, in the same political turmoil. And, but the difference between us and the world is we should have an answer for the hope that lives inside us. So my final question to you is, do you know the great I am? Because without him, all is lost and there is no point in being mad. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Man of Monday with Core. Please continue to join us every Monday as we pray for and anticipate God's writing of redemption stories. You can share your comments or submit prayer requests at our website, core-ministries.org. We ask that every believer reading and listening would touch and agree that God's will would be done as we pray for each other. Once again, thank you for your support and God bless.